0: Yar. Yar.
1: Yar, there be spoilers ahead. Have the spoilers always been there? Is this a spoiler? Some other metaphilosophical commentary on life and artificial nature and things like that? We're talking about the Matrix resurrections. hello everybody and welcome back to your new favorite show my name is drew and this is the more you nerd and it's spoiler city baby but i can't spoil things by myself i need a partner in crime i need someone to get to those juicy details that i might have missed miles how are you man i am
0: doing very well i'm so I, I i've missed doing spoiler casts i miss i miss there being a kind of a round table like you me patrick and even you know when we had mike too like just kind of all of us doing this and since we came back we have kind of opted to stick to themes which i i think is a good idea because you know only four four weeks in a year and so it it was good that a lot of stuff came out like this winter that we could just kind of Go into the new year and I'm like, all right, we're going to we're going to do some spoiler, some old school spoiler casting and talk about some stuff that honestly, I mean, I know that you saw this movie. You know that I saw this movie. We talk every single day and we have not talked about this movie with one another at all.
1: Yeah, we looked at our discord stats at the Cosmic Crit discord and Miles is the number one poster and I'm the number three poster. And the guy that we talked to, Double Doge, is the number two poster. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's. But it's funny, it, even outside of
0: discord through text, I talk to you virtually every single day and we just somehow just did not talk about this. This movie, I think mo- mostly because, you know, with everything being the way it is people and especially the, the the group text that we're part of, not everyone's seeing everything at the same time, not everything everyone's seeing everything, and so sometimes it some conversations don't get had, and so I don't think I've talked to anyone other than Krista about this movie
1: uh, I've talked like, to even s- even
0: some of my other film podcast buddies, it was more like, "Yeah, I liked it, and we didn't really speak much more about it, and I wonder. And I, I actually had some apprehension doing this podcast because the 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 filmography of the Wachowskis, and and especially the Matrix trilogy, is dense, and yes. it, it, with its themes, with a lot of the metaphors being
1: used, with the the. Metaphors. There, of, there are metaphors. Usually, they just tell you exactly what's going on on screen all the time. Not all the time. <laughs> and, but there's there's a lot there's a
0: lot of uh, of density to the Wachowskis' work. And when it comes to stuff like that, for whatever reason, I always feel a little out of my depth when I'm talking about things that are supposedly like seemingly more academic. If that makes any sense. So like people have written entire books about, you know, a single portion of one of their movies. And I'm just some ding
1: dong. See, with this a nerd is, podcast. <laughs> this, is, this is where I have a problem with with this movie. And it's similar to the problems that I have with with anime like Evangelion. Um, I firmly believe that, yes, there is probably some deeper meaning that the author's are intending in some of these things but also i think that there is a certain amount of this is totally way deeper than we think it is so that makes it better when it's actually not that much deeper it's just a reference that you have to know in order to get it and the reference isn't even that deep um I, you know, I when it comes to the Matrix, I disagree. I think there are a lot
0: of interesting themes that that the Wachowskis were playing at. They didn't always, when it came to the trilogy, they didn't always flesh it out the way that should have been done. But it was certainly there. I understand what you're talking about, and especially in terms of like maybe Evangelion. Even though I, I enjoy a chunk of Evangelion. I mean, I at also
1: en- I also enjoy Evangelion. I, I, I like. This is the thing. I don't think that this that this is necessarily robbing it of enjoyment. I just think that sometimes these things are not. As uh, as deep as we think they are, I, I, but. Well, but- I I don't disagree with you
0: in, in your general statement. I disagree with you about the specific references. I, cause I do think that the Matrix is attempting to be deep. I do think that the Matrix is intending all of the all of the the themes and the metaphors that are at play here. They don't always, because, I mean, we we, we talked about talking about trilogy. They tend to announce themselves in, in the trilogy uh, quite a bit.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about the original Matrix trilogy, because this is something we have never talked about really on the show. I'm sure the Matrix has come up, but we never covered the Matrix movies. We didn't. We should have just made this entire month a Matrix month. Matrix month. I mean... Here's Matrix March. Let's do Matrix March. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because I actually Rebecca had never seen these movies. Uh uh for the, my Can wife. never saw the me. Matrix. She, oh, she might have seen the original, but she she definitely had never seen two or three. And knowing that Matrix Resurrections was coming out, we made a point over the course of this year to watch the the Matrix movies. And uh let me tell you, we watched that first movie. I, of course, have seen all of them. Uh a dozen times except for two i've only seen two a few times i don't know why that is but uh uh we watched the first one all right that was good it's really good and watched the second one like a week and a half later all right okay and then two months later we finally got around to watching the third one a week before matrix resurrections (laughs) released so if that tells you anything about the uh the the desirability level of of watching that movie for her, um, that's about where it is. So. The Matrix is a classic. The original Matrix is fantastic, still holds up pretty well. Um, Yeah, uh, I I think that 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 it gets into a bit of pseudo philosophy uh, that could hurt it. But not nearly as much as it does in Matrix Two and Matrix Three, um, where uh, I don't know, I, I lose the plot on on that. <laughs> well, and, and and this is this is the
0: the thing I struggle with is because I've I've read a lot of of pieces on the Matrix. I read a lot of stuff when in theories, and I, I I got super into the rabbit hole that was the Matrix before. The sequels came out, and between the two sequels coming out i I was super, super into just kind of the world that they were creating, and the the matrix sequels have a reputation for being disappointing. I mean you you can love them all all you want, but they have a reputation for being dis- disappointing I, I I wouldn't liken it completely to the Star Wars prequels, but it's it's kind of similar in the the reactions to those movies for the longest time. I think people are starting to enjoy the sequels a little bit more and seeing past some of their flaws. But I definitely think those two movies have a reputation. And, but even, even with that,
1: and and you say that about the reputation, I just want to pause because I think what happens with, with two and three, and I've read a little bit about this in in the lead up to, to doing this uh, there, the Wachowski's behavior on set between the matrix and matrix reloaded and resurrections because those two movies were shot at the same time released at different parts in the same year. They, they had this lightning in a bottle movie that was suddenly beloved by everyone. And all of a sudden people were clamoring for their attention. And it, it seems that their behavior on set became a little more, uh, Kubrickian is the way I've heard it described. Uh, the, the the concept of of, of Kubrick because I, I believe they had been reading about directing and trying to learn lessons and you know like breaking down actors on sets and reshooting scenes over and over again and and kind of becoming these the, these these kind of I don't want to say difficult to work with because I don't know that that's particularly fair especially because a lot of people continue to work with them over and over and over again um but they, they 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 didn't necessarily understand the power that they wielded is that a weird is that does that make sense well i i think part, part of it also was because there's a lot of this
0: in the matrix games specifically the path of neo where they i think they, they the studio started to interfere a lot and as a result the Wachowskis retaliated by becoming more controlling over their vision, and which is a theme that is going of, to
1: to pop up in this movie.
0: <laughs> well, there's a specific moment in The Path of Neo where the Wachowskis pop up as these like Atari esque avatars and talk about the state of video game creation and about how well. See, at this point, Neo's supposed to die, but we can't end a game that way. You got to fight a big old boss, and you end up fighting this kaiju sized Agent Smith. And which doesn't <laughs> happen in the movies, but Wait, so there is. I, it doesn't, I doesn't, think th- doesn't
1: happen in Matrix Three.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: How, what, what? Okay, I'll be honest. I watched Matrix Revolutions uh, a a few weeks before we actually, uh, like two weeks before watching Resurrections. The next day, I completely forgot how that movie ended.
0: <laughs> but I think you have two creators who very much wanted to create their own piece of art or their own, their own story. And then all of a sudden they create this massive pop culture phenomenon. And all of a sudden, everyone, everyone is obviously taking, taking stake to that claim, uh, the piece of the pie. And so they don't have that creative freedom that they may have once had.
1: Mm.
0: And as a result, you get a lot I mean, you can kind of see see the struggle in those two movies because you have people who who don't want to have to follow your typical structure of an adventure or a science fiction story or the hero's journey. They could have wanted to do something very, very different. And even though those films take you on a different journey, you can kind of see that, like maybe not everything was exactly the journey that they really wanted to take you on. And I I've always been interested in the creation of those movies. I haven't dived very, very deep in a while into this world. And, and the matrix resurrections kind of uh, sparked that interest again. And I wish I had kind of, I didn't do like you did. I didn't rewatch the trilogy. I I had rewatched the trilogy maybe about seven years ago. And I, I, I meant to do it and time being what it is (laughs) just didn't have it. Uh, Too much going on, too many movies coming out. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I just didn't have the chance to to watch all three movies. And I also wanted to watch the Animatrix and read uh little short stories. Yeah, we didn't watch but,
1: the Animatrix, we didn't make the time for it, which uh is, is probably that's probably Animatrix okay. is great. I know. I just I it was it was a tough it was a tough ask after Matrix Reloaded. Right. But I mean, <laughs> the
0: Animatrix is, Is you know, the through thread gets us to red
1: line. Yeah, I know. Which, we talked which about you we, loved. We talked about that. But uh.
0: so with with the Matrix Resurrections, enough time had passed. And this happens with these bigger franchises when enough time has passed and the whispers of a new entry start to echo throughout the rumor mill people get excited because because people often remember how they felt about the first one and wanting to see okay can can they recapture that magic and and it's interesting because the answer is sort of <laughs> I, because I, I think this is an interesting movie because I feel this movie is very much Lana Wachowski making the movie she wanted to make, but also there's a chip on her shoulder about dealing with corporate entities and IPs and Warner Brothers in particular. And it is very clear in, in the, the plot of this film.
1: Yeah, uh, there are some specific name checks, in, in fact, that happen. But uh, I, I do feel like we need to to maybe before we ring the spoiler horn. Yes, it's a spoiler horn. This this episode spoiler siren broke after last week. We we sirened too much, so now we've got the spoiler horn. Um, just kind of kind of need to talk about a little bit of the non spoilery takes on this movie before we get down into it. Um, this movie is definitely a sequel. This movie is definitely okay. Uh, is this, uh, the, the greatest end all be all matrix movie of all time? I don't particularly think so, but I don't know that there was any way that it possibly could be. Um, and that's my spoiler. Uh, Okay.
0: So I, I really liked this movie. I thought it was fairly refreshing and really really fun. It I think a lot of the the bitterness about franchises and corporate IPs it, it informs a lot of this film. I think that is the way they should have gone. And what is weird is I watched this movie right before watching uh and this is a little this came out a year before, but the the recent Ryan Reynolds movie Free Guy. And they are very similar in plot. <laughs> they are very similar in plot, including the <laughs> the evil game designer. <laughs> trying to kill the creations. Both movies, both movies have this. One is a comedy <laughs> and one is a serious science fiction film, and I Free love that guy both is exist. a serious
1: science fiction film?
0: Yes. Oh. Yeah. No, it's not. It's a comedy oh.
1: shop.
0: Um, <laughs> but both both are a blast. I, I honestly I really had a good time with Free Guy, but the Matrix, I, I'm not going to lie. I think the Matrix and this is something that I have, you know, kind of become more concrete in is with some of these bigger intellectual properties, with some of these big names I no longer think that they needed to be constrained to a movie. I think the Matrix could have made a great miniseries.
1: I, I wonder specifically if there is a Matrix HBO Max series in some level of development. I, I think it should.
0: And I think the Matrix, Matrix revelation, yeah, Resurrections either should have been the pilot or it should have been stretched out into a six-episode miniseries. And I think they would have had the chance to do everything they wanted to do because some things feel like they were cut a little bit or rushed a little bit. And as always, with every Matrix movie, the ancillary characters, while they get moments in the sun, you just don't get to know them. And and that is that's not even a spoiler. That, that is something that I've consistently had a problem with. The only time that was solved and the sounds so dumb, but it's the Matrix. And and what I love about the Matrix and how the Wachowskis uh, engineered the Matrix, everything is canon. The PlayStation games, the MMO, the comics, the animatrix, all of that is canon.
1: Yeah, and th- there, there is a reason that that, um, and and this is, well, probably needed to ring the the spoiler horn uh, at this point. Uh,
0: well, I, I just want to say the, the the best treatment of ancillary characters is the, albeit. The, buggy is all get out, but narratively satisfying enter the matrix PlayStation two game. And I think on Xbox,
1: Yeah, I'll I'll say there is a character that you expect to appear in this movie that does not appear in this movie because that character canonically died in the matrix in in the matrix MMO. Was that,
0: Oh, I I wasn't even talking about that one. I'm I'm talking about, uh, Niobe's entire crew. That's what the Enter the matrix is all about.
1: Yeah. Enter the, enter the matrix was the story about what Niobe, uh, 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 it's about Jada, ghosts specifically. Yeah, Jada Pinkett's character, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character from uh, the Matrix Resurrect Ra- Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. There was a game that happened that released between these two movies and the game was also canonical to the movies. So you had to play the game to see what happened to that yeah. crew. Honestly, all of this stuff that happened in the Matrix back in the day is like it, it's a cross media I... empire the way that Marvel wants now and Star Wars wants now. And like they were doing this back in 2002. Yeah. And, it, and I will say, I mean, it didn't work as they well. They
0: Filmed over
1: 90 minutes of live action
0: footage for that game.
1: I kind of want to. There's check.
0: a full length film worth of footage in that game. And it's so good. From a narrative perspective, the game is a little buggy. It doesn't Uh, always feel great.
1: The game is extremely buggy. That's a story that I've told and I will not share again because it's boring. But I kind of want to play that game again or at least watch all the cutscenes from it.
0: I I do too because I I love the narrative in, 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 in The Matrix. It's one of my favorite Matrix stories, period. And I was so irritated when they had a 30 second cameo in Revolutions. (laughs) And I I was just I was so mad. Um, (laughs) But yeah, let's let's start. Let's start uh, talking about.
1: Enter the Matrix. I mean, here we go. go. (laughs) The Matrix Resurrections. Let's 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 hit the spoiler horn. (laughs) Spoilers! All right, we're going to give about 10 more seconds because if in case somebody just skipped forward uh, to get to the to to get past and somehow missed the spoiler horn. This is it. If you have not watched the Matrix Resurrections, you are no longer safe from spoilers. You are no longer safe from the agents. You are no longer safe from uh, a French guy that is inexplicably the only French guy in the entire world. Here it comes. Matrix, Resurrections, Spoiler Zone. Hit it! Okay, so... Tom Hardy is <sighs> in the background of this movie somewhere, and I kind of want to watch it again to see if I can find He was um, filming... I really, filming I really, really to- liked... <laughs> <Yes>. I really <laughs> liked
0: the approach of, of how they came at this, in that... Thomas Anderson is supposed to be this kind of successful, like video game designer, like kind of, I felt like he was supposed to be, uh, what's his name from like the God of war franchise.
1: Yeah. So I, I, uh, so the things I liked about this movie, uh, Balrog. Yeah. Not Balrog. Is Balrog. It cl- isn't it clip? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause Balrog is the monster. <laughs> right, right. That was <Balrog's> the monster. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I the things I liked about this movie, I really liked the beginning of this movie. The like this is honestly, it's a little bit the meme sad Keanu. (laughs) But as a character of Neo, he is a video game producer who was known for creating the Matrix. Oh, this hit game from 20 years ago. And now now the, the company warner brothers that put out the matrix video game is thinking is wants to do it again and if they don't do it then they're just gonna spin it off to somebody else and it's like well there you go a lot of which I, I i i yeah
0: i yeah, i kind of feel like this was n- taken directly from reality
1: oh I've, I've i had heard that 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 was the case that there were matrix sequel potential things um that that could have happened, and that Lana was like, "No, these are, th- these are their, these are my people. I need to be the one to tell their story." Um. So, oh, I, I liked I, I liked uh, Keanu as as sort of sad John Wick, um, again, uh, but also but meek. He's like really meek. He's kind of like he's he's kind of re- regressed. And Well, and I- we find out that, you know, in the context of this
0: <laughs> reality, which isn't the real world, isn't it? We don't know. He has had these, um, these hallucinations, these psychotic slips, and has tried to kill himself a number of times. So him being, you know, in therapy and prescribed these blue pills, I... <sighs>
1: two on the nose i get the. i get, I get <laughs> huh I, I i hated that it's two on the nose it's two on the nose i get no, it no it's perfect it's perfect it. and like when you're when you're sitting there with his with his uh psychologist who is played by uh neil patrick harris he is also wearing these blue rimmed glasses which is also very on the nose although there's another character with blue glasses that isn't uh, anyway keep keep going with your shit
0: So, well, mentioning the the uh, the analyst, this cast is awesome. Like you have your returning legacy characters, but everyone knew. I'm I'm a big fan of Jessica Henwick. I, I she was the best thing about the Iron Fish show. She was great in Game of Thrones. I mean, she's just a fantastic actress, and I'm glad to see her get other roles. She actually chose this, other than being in uh, one of the main characters in Shang-Chi because she's still holding out hope that Kaling Wing will return in the MCU at some point in time.
1: Which, that's spoilers for a different show. Um, all right, so Miles, minimize with a window you have open. Pop quiz, hotshot! <laughs> Jessica, right. Hen- Jessica Henwick plays new character Bugs, who is the captain of a new ship in the human not quite resistance, but survivor group. Yeah. W- what is the name of their ship? It's like or something like that. It is the Nemezine uh, who, uh, in, who is the Greek goddess of memory, which is uh, which is, oh, again, one of those fun things, which is also a little on the nose. But, you know,
0: I'll forgive that. See, you, you say on the nose, but like if you ask nine out of ten people, you run into the street who that was, they would have no idea.
1: Exactly. It's one of those references that if you know it, you know it. But if you don't. It's so I, I can't name. call that on the nose because
0: it's not. I don't know. I, there is something old school about naming things after classical things, and I don't have a problem with it at all. I don't think it's cheeky. I don't think it's tropey. I think it's just. It's classic, and I I don't
1: have a problem with that. I'm not I am not going to knock uh Lana for for that so here's the other side of that coin question number two name two other members of the Nimazine's crew um I mean well I mean technically Morpheus Uh, that doesn't count (laughs) um what what cast members of Sense8 do you remember their character names from this movie (laughs) Isn't there one called uh, Sequoia? Sequoia is one. You got it. He's the operator.
0: Way to go. (laughs) And I remember Brian J. Smith plays a character and I can't remember the name.
1: You remember the actor, though? That's good. I do remember the actor is it Berg it is Borg? Berg you okay. got it okay oh because that's one of my criticisms of this movie is that there are so many cast members of Sense8 in this movie and I couldn't why not is remember. that a criticism and that is that that's not a criticism it's that there this entire crew that we have the entire movie I could not remember their names because they are just well And that is a
0: narrative problem that I mentioned before with the Matrix. The ancillary characters often take a backseat. Bugs being the kind of exception. And Bugs was awesome. Love again. Outside of just loving uh, Henwick. The look was cool. The the cropped blue hair, just her whole attitude. She just she. Yes, I get that. She looks like, you know, kind of the poster child for what a cyberpunk character is supposed to look like. But you know what? Who cares? It's fun.
1: I did like Bugs I liked Bugs I also liked it was Bugs as in Bunny which is funny because again it's a well, Warner also Brothers follow the white rabbit you and know. Well, she, well, she has a white rabbit tattoo uh, She, uh, but Bugs Bunny of course as a Warner Brothers character it made me think of Space Jam uh, all over again because <laughs> remember the Space Jam sequel came out this year
0: well and and again that kind of ties in with the kind of bitter attitude towards Warner Brothers I, I, I feel like a lot of in a lot of ways this movie is anti-metaverse i feel like the position of this movie is anti-metaverse which is not only what facebook is calling their stuff but what
1: uh i mean metaverse the, the, is the, the
0: space jam called their their universe
1: i mean the metaverse has been co-opted by uh, uh i know it entities, has but i'm just i'm uh, talking about over. in
0: recent in recent times
1: yeah i'm just i'm just agreeing with you um so outside of outside of bugs Jessica Henwick, who who was Jessica Henwick, who was really good uh we do we do have we of course we talked about Neil Patrick Harris we should also talk about Jonathan Groff whose character name is not uh, does he have a character name before the reveal no uh no he
0: does he does um cuz he's he's the boss man
1: yeah so Jonathan Groff is plays uh uh Thomas Anderson's business partner who worked with him on the original version of the game, but who, surprise, surprise, is actually a repurposed Agent Smith somehow. I love that. I uh, loved
0: it so much.
1: I, I was OK with it, mostly because Jonathan Groff uh, like did a bunch of research on how Smith talked and when he makes that realization because the, the spoiler for this. Neo doesn't know he's Neo. Trinity doesn't know she's Trinity. Smith doesn't know he's Smith. Well, um, it's, it's
0: very much in that kind of quote unquote uh, capital R real world type of thing that people do sometimes. Uh, Superman's Se- secret identity is one of my favorite uh, iterations of that. Uh, where the. The franchise or the intellectual property at hand is a fictional piece within the metafiction. And I I like the use of that in this thing where it's like, okay, we're going to, we're going to pretend the matrix existed, that Thomas Anderson created it in a way to kind of subvert your expectations. Cause you're expecting Thomas Anderson to just kind of be the one and this be this huge action piece. And they do a lot of Thomas Anderson is back to being that kind of fish out of water, you know, unsure of what's going on. But when he taps into being Neo you know it's awesome but well, eventually. i i like the <laughs> fact i like the fact that that neo is more of an idea and something that he it's it's almost like playing like a sequel to a rpg or action game where you play this awesome main character for example god of war part 2 you Inevitably, start off the game with all your powers. It's awesome. Oh, I got all those cool things, and then that first fight comes along, robs you of all your powers, and you got to spend the entire game building back up. That is the Matrix rev- uh, Resurrections for so, Neo.
1: So, so this is where I, I do have to say the things I liked about this movie. Neo, like I can't call him Neo because he's Thomas Anderson right now, but this this sort of sad sack dude who sees himself in the character that he created, even though there is no possible way that the real guy could be anything like this super cool uh, black leather trench coat gun wielding dude flipping around savior of humanity could possibly be and and that he pines away for this for this woman that he keeps seeing at the ramen place and at a coffee shop and all of these things. I liked this. And this is where we do have to talk about Tiffany, which is a name uh, so bad for Trinity that they even call it out in the movie that uh that uh the character that created them uh is 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 just laughs at well, it. And
0: I, I I like that. I like the fact that you know, at the entire time I feel because like we're seeing an author at odds with themselves in making a sequel to something that they co-created and so on, on one hand you know they're doing some interesting things with the property on the other hand they're completely railing against being forced into this position and they're using their own fiction as a weapon and i think that is amazing
1: yeah um i, I do have to i want to have a special shout out in this in this section talking about tiffany because unlike Trinity. Tiffany is a she's a soccer mom. She's a a mom of a few kids. She's got this husband named Chad, which is such. It's such a meme to call this dude, Chad. (laughs) Yes, except here's some bit. Here's some little tidbits about Chad. The character Chad is played by uh, Chad Stileski. Chad Stileski or Stahelski, excuse me. Was Keanu Reeves' stunt double in the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. He is also the director of the John Wick movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. This this dude is is a full Chad with uh with all of this. Um and it's just funny because I heard him called Chad and I laughed and laughed because I thought it was a meme, and it's probably also the meme, but it's also the dude's real name. But he and Keanu, like, of course, Tiffany would fall for the stunt double of Neo and not the real Neo in this universe, which is is very, very funny to me. Of course, should we learned, of course, she didn't actually fall for him. It's all, uh, uh, well, should we get into what's really going on in this world, Miles? Yeah. This is another thing I really like. I, I think I like this. So we know the idea behind the Matrix is that the machines have a, a humans and pods and they harvest the energy that the humans create. What this movie supposes is that Neo who died at the end of matrix resurrect uh, revolutions and uh, Trinity who died in the middle of matrix revolutions, uh, their power, <laughs> the energy that they get that, that is created when those two are in Close proximity, but kept apart, is extremely high. It is one of the highest levels of energy that the matrix has ever seen. So you have a new character called the Analyst, Neil Patrick Harris's character. Ha <laughs> They got ya. They sure got ya. um I, I I will I will say when I saw the
0: trailers for this film, I did not foresee Neil Patrick Harris being the main antagonist.
1: I uh, okay, I I didn't because I assumed it would be Jonathan Groff's character, but that's not necessarily a fair <laughs> a fair comparison. <laughs> uh Neil Patrick Harris Neil Patrick Harris's character is the analyst who is the creator of this iteration of the Matrix because as we learn, the mat- after Matrix revolutions, things did change in the real world, but they didn't change for the best. Uh, certain uh, certain machines uh sort of underst- began to understand humanity and they are now they now go by a new name, uh, which, uh um sentience? Is that, is that what they call them? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to relook look it up because I could not remember. Uh but that the machines, the the still villainous machines, uh resurrected Neo and Trinity, and they keep them in these special like pods that they keep right close to each other so that they can maintain them. And, and, and we also learned that in, in the real world, it's been 60 years since the matrix revolutions, but because of changes that the machines made to Neo and Trinity, they have only aged 20 years. Um, but, but so those two are locked in a perpetual state of, 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 not knowing who each other is and when they get close enough to figure that out neo likes to try to kill himself and then they have to reset the whole thing again um and that that all of that very interesting it's a very interesting concept i like that a lot then the rest of the movie happens
0: so the here's the thing and i i think this is Something about The Matrix, and this is why I think maybe a TV show or even a novel might be the way to go, is with things that need to be fleshed out a certain way and with character development sometimes not always being allowed to shine through, I think stretching out a story like this to allow for those moments so that everything doesn't feel as stark, I guess, I, I think that would solve a lot of the the character issues that I, that I would I have with this franchise in general because I really like this movie. I think from a plot aspect, it was different. It was something I wasn't expecting. And there's a lot to mine from this because, I mean, one of the biggest things, and I'm not going to talk about it because I am not really equipped to talk about it. There are so many great pieces on it that I, I highly recommend you seek out. There was one on tour.com recently but the the trans allegory of The Matrix is has always been a fascinating aspect that has kind of become more and more an accepted um I guess reading of this of this franchise, especially given that the authors uh are trans. But the actual like stuff that happens in this, even this specific movie is so fascinating and I've re- I've read a number of pieces that that echo how 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 the plot points of this movie echo uh, that experience. I, I it's 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 such a a cool way to to use something that people I feel like don't allow themselves to to experience very often, and do so through not only pop culture but f- from a a really, really good science fiction point of view to kind of deliver that experience to people who would otherwise not experience
1: it. See, so that, that's an interesting thing because I, uh, of course, I I don't have any personal context for that. Uh, 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 but I, that's
0: why I'm being vague because I, I I don't either. I I am clearly not someone who is equipped to speak of uh, on that subject in any authority. But I, I have, you know, obviously read a lot of pieces about it. And I do think it's a, it's such an a, a beautiful way to read this franchise well, it, and this picture.
1: Well, it goes it goes back to the first Matrix, the uh, and, and I'm sure you're familiar with this. But to to, to talk yes. about it for folks who aren't, there was a character in the Matrix whose code name is Switch. And their original idea for the character Switch was that in the real world, they would be they would present as male but because when you're in the matrix you take on the form of your idealized self that that person would be female and obviously and this is this is years before Lana and Lily transitioned in real life this was something that they they had clearly both been talking about and and experiencing uh for, for years before that but I I was surprised when I didn't see a character like that in this movie But knowing that 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 they they have they have told that story in a different way through these characters is is interesting. And I would like to 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 look into some of that that stuff.
0: And I I wouldn't expect uh, any Wachowski to to do something like that as. As obvious at this point it would be through through the dialogue through the experience of the character it's not going to be something as simple as having a character like that 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 would have been something for the first matrix and i mean and that also speaks upon how so many people kind of find that solace in in mmorpgs and tabletop rpgs where they feel like they can be a more kind of complete version of themselves my friend uh, brandon chin wrote a a series called cognition he was on the show several years ago but there are several characters in in that that you know kind of feel that their real identity is in the game and there is a trans character in that story who is in the same kind of position as as switch and um it's it's something that i think is such a it's a it's such a pervasive thing throughout especially this kind of, of fiction, I feel like it's, it's one that like, how can, how can you not have that in, in this kind of, in a cyberpunk world? Yeah. Like how, how could you not have that be something that people would do and and do regularly? Yeah. And I, again, like I said, I, I am not uh, equipped to, to speak on this. I, I don't have the experience. I don't have the, um, Honestly, the, the the knowledge and yeah. it's, mean, it's not my story to tell, but yeah. I, I highly recommend reading out the the pieces by uh, some great, great trans writers who have written about this movie and this uh, series. There's so many articles that have been have been populated for the from the last couple of months. And I, I highly, highly recommend seeking those out because I think it I think it enriches the experience of The Matrix.
1: So with that said, yeah. <laughs> sorry
0: sorry, I know I know I went into like a, a very different category, but I just, no, it's, it's just it's,
1: it's, it's just one of those things where it's like you know again, I'm like we we are not the two people to have this conversation. <laughs> it's like right uh, but but it's important to talk i mean I, I, let me take that back. It's not that we're not the two people to have this conversation. It's that we are two people that are are seeing this from a, a perspective that is outside, and that's not necessarily the that's not necessarily the uh i don't know i don't know what i was trying to say there like i want i you know it would be it would be different um i think you're trying to say like the the world has
0: enough uh think pieces by straight white men about this stuff and it's not it's not that it's not our place to say anything but like we don't need to say yeah. anything.
1: The best we can do is echo the, the 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 stories that other people have told about this and uh and I think those stories are 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 interesting and and important but that you shouldn't hear them from us. You should hear them from the people that wrote them because they are the people that live those experiences.
0: Yes. Um, I, I highly recommend uh, one of the pieces I liked a lot was uh, called in case you didn't notice the matrix resurrections is a trans love story by Emmett Asher, Asher Perrin on tour.com. It's a, a really, really good piece. Um, it more goes into kind of how, ha- how, how that movie is framed as a trans love story and, and coming from, that perspective and I really really like that um and I know that they they did an excellent job and I know that there's a lot of of similar pieces and in fact if you follow them on Twitter uh at um I think it's at use underscore the forest underscore em there's a lot of of good pieces that have been uh retweeted and like I said it all you have to do is, is look look for them and 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 they're there. And I highly recommend it because it's 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 such a refreshing way to to think about your science fiction that isn't just your standard hero's journey, you know, A, B, and C, square jawed hero, bad guys dressed in black, you know, it's 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 not your your standard story. There's there's more layers, and I think that's why the matrix has the reputation it does, is because. It has so many different layers. And I like the the idea that they were allowed to expand a, a, above being, okay, the chosen one versus the agents. Because here, and, and this is something that was kind of wrestled with in two and three, Smith is a very different creature than he was in the original movies.
1: Yes, Smith is absolutely a different creature, but we need to talk about because we've we've brought up Jonathan Groff as Smith uh, and learning that he is Smith. There is another aspect of Smith that we need to talk about, and that is y- y- Abdul-Mateen's character of the new Morpheus. Uh, so Morpheus, so good. Morpheus canonically died in the Matrix Online MMO. What Morpheus is in this is Thomas Anderson has been working on Matrix code in his spare time. And what has he done? He created in this like subnet, uh, they call it a modal, but I looked up what a modal was, and that's not what a modal is, <laughs> based on what I can see. Uh, he basically created this own little weird alternate take on the matrix, and like there's these scenes that they have filmed, and this is honestly where the movie. this is where the movie opens with Bugs finding this. Um where we see scenes from the original Matrix, but it's not Keanu Reeves. It's not Carrie Ann Moss. It's these kind of different actors portraying moment for moment, these these things. But as part of this, we meet. uh, Because as because if you've watched the trailers, you see this character and that they do not name in the trailers as looking a lot like Morpheus. But this isn't just Morpheus. This is a program that Neo has created that is half Morpheus, half Agent Smith. And that's such a weird thing that mm-hmm. I wish they touched on a little bit more. Because by the time that he realizes he's Morpheus, it's just all Morpheus. But I wish he had he has a little of Agent Smith, I him, I guess. He's he's a little more Free, channels it
0: at the right moments, and he's so He's so good at it. Well, I'm not, I'm
1: not talking talk about Graff yet. I'm still talking about Yael Blumatteen, like oh, I, I, oh okay, because his character is is 50% Agent Smith, um, and then is awoke, awakened, and then because of the the film magic of the last 60 years of the real world, he can uh, he, he joins the crew of the Nemesis as well. But uh, it, it, that's such an interesting take that that Neo would create a combination of one of his greatest friends and his greatest enemy and merge them together. Like, who does that? But it's also like, who wouldn't do that if you were a bored computer programmer and figure out what it would do?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and and um, so I really liked what they did with Morpheus, and I don't know the behind the scenes as to whether or not... Uh, Lawrence Fishburne was asked to return. Uh, I I think the last I had seen that he just he's like no one asked me, but I don't I don't know if there's anything beyond that if if they just did it for narrative purposes or if they really wanted to go with you know this different idea and no I mean, disrespect to to
1: Fishburne. I mean I gotta I gotta be real, Lawrence Fishburne's sixty years old. He was struggling to keep up with the fight scenes in. Matrix Reloaded, <laughs> twenty years ago. I understand that, but Lawrence Fishburne
0: is also, and you, and you, and you forget this about Lawrence Fishburne, a badass.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, I just realized I
0: I, 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 I absolutely love Lawrence Fishburne. He's he's one of my favorite actors.
1: I'm I'm gonna text and my wife because I just realized that Lawrence Fishburne is from her hometown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and I, again, I really liked that uh i liked what with groff what groff did with with kind of the the agent smith uh tendencies like he wasn't always he was always agent smith but he what he wasn't always kind of like plugged in and i thought that was a really really cool way to to read him most people know him from either frozen or hamilton but i i highly recommend checking out his other stuff especially uh um, mindhunter on netflix where he's, oh, he's great in mindhunter you know, he's phenomenal he's Such a versatile actor, and I love that he's popular for the things he's popular for because you get to see so many different sides of him. But I am glad that he is being given opportunities to showcase what a good actor he actually is. And I I, you can clearly tell he's also having the best time.
1: So so we need to talk about this because he's showcasing how good of an actor he is. Um, This is where I want to flip the script a little bit. And jump to the end because we're about at the hour and this is where I, I this is where I need to to sort of air some grievances with this movie. This movie, while I enjoyed the fight scenes, I enjoyed the the setup of everything and you called it from the very beginning. This feels like a pilot episode of something. Mm-hmm. This movie has zero stakes there are no stakes in this movie whatsoever there is never any doubt that the mega happy ending isn't going to happen this movie is R rated for some reason i guess they drop some f bombs they drop too many f bombs they drop too many f bombs for for it to get a PG13 rating but there is nothing unlike the matrix revolutions and Resurre- and, and reloaded God, there's so many R's in these titles, Reloaded and Revolutions, where you had some serious, serious stuff happening. There are stuff in Revolutions where people are getting mauled by machines and you see their bloody corpses and things like that. Nothing like that happens in this movie. No one dies in this movie. Not a single character, including 120 year old Niobe played by Jada Pinkett Smith in some pretty bad makeup. Nobody dies in this movie. This movie is a setup for a mega happy world and on one level, I'm kind of okay with it. But on the other level, it doesn't make that interesting to me. They set up this extremely interesting plot and they play it off in the most happy-go-lucky way possible that I think robs it of its purpose. So... I, I disagree, because I, I think the
0: purpose isn't supposed to be a be all end all fight like the 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 first trilogy ended. that they did that. I think this is supposed to be more of an internal struggle. I, I I disagree that there's no stakes. I think there are very high stakes, but they're they're done very, very differently. And I can see why that might seem unsatisfying to to some people. it It's not to me. i I was really, really taken with the, the, the actual narrative stakes of this movie.
1: I mean, the, 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 and I say I say there's no stakes in that, like, you know, in this movie that the whole point of this movie is that Neo has awoken and they're trying to awaken Trinity so they can get her out of the Matrix so that the two of them can finally be together for reals. And, you know, that's going to happen. They can't not allow that to happen. That's the only I mean, thing they, they can because
0: the, the whole the whole time Lana Wachowski is is telling you that they are tr- they are wanting to buck with tradition. They are not wanting to tell you a standard story. And but not only they
1: that, t- they, they, so a lot says that, but then they tell the most standard story like this is the thing But that's, that's this- only at the other thing. And also, is that a problem? I mean like is I it is it that bad no, that, that a, I the,
0: the I movie ends the way it does I don't
1: have a problem with that in, in, in itself I don't have a problem with that I just but when that's the only thing we're worried about and and it really seems like they're gonna get there like we have this whole fight with the Merovingian yeah the French guy from Reloaded he's back and he looks like a, a, a hobo now like Man, there's it's been this whole a while fight. yeah <laughs> There's this whole thing with him and 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 like that they don't really touch on at all, other than he's mad at Neo, but also he wants uh, <laughs> he wants uh, credit for what he did to help Neo. It's a weird whole thing. But in the big fight scene, when we learn that that the an- the analyst Neil Patrick Harris's character can take over with a quote horde mode. Do they call it horde mode? It was horde mode, right? I think so. Which is, again, huge video game term. There's a lot of video game stuff in here. Always has been It can take over everyone. And so the the crew of the nimazine is set upon by every person in the Matrix, basically kind of like Neo was with all the Agent Smiths at the end of Matrix Re- uh, Resurrection. Er, <sighs> Revolutions to many R's. None of them die, and I don't say that because I didn't like any of them, or I thought any of them deserved to die It's just it felt like it, it. you remember how in Robocop and Robocop two Robocop would blow away everybody, and the bad guys in Robocop would blow away everybody, and then Robocop three came along and it was suddenly p g thirteen and and, and the blood level dropped significantly. It's that kind of thing. And I'm, I'm used to a certain level of, of, of cost to the stuff that happens in the matrix. And none of that happens. And I just, I walk away from that, not because I wanted any of these characters to die, but because none of them did, it made everything seem like happy go lucky town i just i just think I think that they were going
0: from I, I think they were the I think this film was being approached from a different mindset. and i just I just don't think that and this sounds weird because there's there there is there is so much bitterness towards one of those. there's so much bitterness towards kind of the idea of the franchise itself that. I think it was extremely intentional that they didn't give you some big epic fight scene where you lose some people. I I think it was Lana Mokowski's every intention to give you the opposite of Avengers Endgame.
1: Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. And, you know, when when we learn in June that they have been filming a Matrix TV series for HBO Max starring the crew of the Nemezine. Uh, with all of these people coming back, I won't be surprised by that <laughs> because there we go. I might, I'll watch it, I'll watch that show because they've set it all up. They've set all of that up, and they have set up not only Neo having all of his powers back, but also Trinity suddenly having all of Neo's powers, which doesn't bother me. I know that probably bothers somebody else, but she's the one who flies. I, I couldn't care less that's fine yeah, I'm fine that's with fine. It. I like that I'm cool with that uh, and you have the two of them going and attacking the analyst in his house they don't kill him they could they don't because they, they they're not about freeing all the people in the matrix I guess but uh yeah. well no they're they're they, they say something very specific about why they don't kill him um
0: because they they intend to use the matrix as they see fit I think they're 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 going to do something different. And and again, we don't, we're not privy to that. And which is just fine. I I like that not everything's answered, but my my problem with the matrix and again, I think it suffers from movie runtime. I think the matrix doesn't need to be a film. The first movie is great. It's a good uh like what, 118 minute expression, however long it is. I think anything that follows up on that story needs to be either long form or done in such a way that maybe you're not telling, you're not trying to tell the grand stories. Maybe you're telling other stories from the Matrix, other pieces. Like take what the Animatrix did and make one of those stories full length. I I think that if you're gonna tell a story about the the greater meta plot, you probably shouldn't try to put it into a two-hour film.
1: I mean, the 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 matrix's problem is the problem of a lot of things. And I'm talking about the whole of the matrix. Matrix's problem is much like that of Lost of the Battlestar Galactica remake. You set up a bunch of mystery boxes and you ask a lot of questions, but you ask a lot of questions that once you get those answers, the answers are not necessarily going to be the most satisfying things. And I mean, that, that's that's always the case. It's always the case. And this is another one of those things. And you know, they have an opportunity here. They have an opportunity, con- to, unlike the Matrix revolutions got it right that time unlike that movie they have an opportunity here to keep telling stories and to keep telling those things with characters that we have started to know and who knows if i'll do that or not
0: i don't know i i think i think they will but i don't think it will be in film i i think to me the most indicative thing was the uh the unreal engine 5 experience the matrix awakens I think they because both Wachowskis love the video game medium and I know they didn't love working with some of the companies they were working with at the time, but the Unreal Engine 5 experience was exceptionally cool. And if they were to make a grand matrix experience using that. And maybe even you know taking things that they've learned from the prior games from the prior MMO and making this large game which you know the the demo says is fully possible i i would be happy with that i mean that a, a game like that imagine uh, a retooled matrix MMO that's basically the matrix version of destiny where you have a core story and then you have expansions that continually expand the story i i could see that being a thing
1: hey they might take six years to tell a story like destiny does we'll see
0: (laughs) i mean that's fine as long as you're telling me good stuff i don't care if it takes you six years to tell a story
1: (laughs) so with that said miles because we are about at our time to talk about this tonight final thoughts on the matrix resurrections Uh, while
0: flawed i think the matrix resurrections is fantastic i it's one of those things that i absolutely love but also recognize some of its imperfections i think it is a gorgeous experience i think the cast is phenomenal i think a lot of the philosophical experience that you can allow yourself to have is really interesting and I, I think this is a very nuanced film that I've, I'm not sure that I'm equipped. I don't know if anyone has is quite in the space to recognize everything that it's doing yet. And I, I feel like we'll be talking about this movie for some time to come. And, and it may be forgotten for a little bit because it seems... It, this has been the case with a lot of the big pictures in the last six months is... They have a big splash and then everyone stops talking about it for a little bit. But I this one is one that I've I've kept thinking about going back to and I, I it keeps nagging at the back of my head. And I, I certainly think it's the best Matrix sequel. I think it's one of I think it's a, an ac- excellent follow up to the, the concept of the first film. And I look forward to to watching this and to see if more Matrix stuff happens.
1: And I think that this movie, uh, while enjoyable, um, maybe it will earn the some some second thought down the line. But right now, I uh, I'm of the opinion that it deserves about as much screen time as Christina Ricci got in this movie. Oh, stop it! <sighs> slap you <laughs> i couldn't let that one go she's in the movie for about four seconds um i which I, is I, which
0: is it's just too bad because she's an excellent actress and i would have loved to see more of her
1: and honestly you know say what you will about Re- matrix reloaded and matrix uh revolutions when it came to treatment on set uh they certainly worked or a lot of certainly worked with a number of people that they had worked with uh in previous things christina Ricci popped up in this Half of the cast of Sense8 was the crew of the Mimosine. Uh, So they have have clearly changed some of the way that they did things on set to br- build some real bonds with some actors, which is always good to see. I love seeing that um, again. I think this movie was was fun. Uh, I think it has some real serious problems in storytelling. Uh, they ha- There was a lot of great setup, and not a lot of great resolution, but that's not the only movie that suffers from that thing. Uh, I hope to see more. Uh, We'll see, Uh, but I'm calling it now uh, Matrix uh, TV series Matrix. uh, uh, It'll be an HBO Max original because HBO is doing that kind of thing. Uh, Warner Brothers is doing that kind of thing for Max. Um, uh, In 2023 at the earliest, probably 24, 25. Yeah, we will certainly see. So with that said, let's talk about next week. As we round out, you were about to sing next week's challenge, weren't you? You (laughs) caught me. Next week's challenge. Oh, I haven't sung that. You have received a quest. (laughs) I used to sing that every episode. People thought that that was a uh, because I was so consistent with it that it was a a soundboard clip. That was me, baby, me every week. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So,
0: so next week we are going to take a look at Ghostbusters Afterlife. The Long-awaited sequel to Ghostbusters 2. Um, this this movie came out this winter along with everything else. Uh, it did pretty well. And people seemed kind of torn on it from what I saw online, but everyone that I know that saw it really loved it. And I'm gonna be very, very curious to see how Drew Drew feels. This movie recently came on to VOD. I believe it come to physical media this week uh it's I, know it's, on physical
1: media. I, I don't know if it's on physical media yet i know that it's only available for purchase right now so will be purchasing this movie to watch it rental happens uh like a day after we record so <laughs> uh for yeah
0: i i i am uh a big big fan of of the franchise and I'm excited to talk about this boo with you. Cause you have not seen
1: this. No, I have not. So I will be gearing up to watch that this week. Oh man. Cause I loved Ghostbusters. I did not love Ghostbusters Two. I never saw the, the third Ghostbusters film, but I watched a lot of the Ghostbusters cartoon. So I wonder if that might have something to do with how I feel about this upcoming movie. Uh, but we'll find out next week. So in the meantime, if you would like to reach out to us and talk to us about anything and everything, uh, what you felt about the Matrix, what you felt about Spider-Man No Way Home, what you want us to cover this year, because, hey, we're not necessarily doing challenges, but we'll certainly take ideas. Uh, if there's something you think we should cover, email us you nerd at gmail.com. That's you nerd at gmail.com. You can tweet to us at more You can go to facebook.com slash you nerd. Uh you can check out our cool uh, uh our cool store at uh uh uh, uh threadless. <laughs> the more you threadless dot com. Had to remember that one. It's been a long <laughs> episode, gang. Uh and of course, this time it's the time that we run the program that we jack into the matrix and we end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd out.